perfect to your care. Thank you, Father, that you are still loving each one of us where we are today, still guiding us, sure that in death there is life forevermore to come. So, Father, be with the family this morning. Sustain them in the days to come with treasured memories of the past and hope for the future. And once again, they will see him face to face. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, in Jesus, you've given us a true faith and a sure hope. Help us to live out our lives, Lord, to your glory. And join in the communion of saints and the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection to eternal life. Strengthen this faith and hope in us all the days of our life. And bring us at our last awakening to the house and gate of heaven, to enter into that gate, to dwell in that house prepared for us. We thank you that's where Rick is today. Say the Lord's Prayer together, shall we? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm just going to leave it open as soon as anybody would like to pray a short prayer of thanksgiving for Rick's life. Please lift up your voice and do it now, okay? Thank you, Lord, for his life and witness. Lord, he was such an encourager, so I just praise your name and your name. Yeah. Thank you, Father, that you are such a faithful witness and faithful Father, this is a time to celebrate another saint who's come face to face with you. We remember all that he's done, as Gavin prayed, the first one to welcome him. We commend his family to you, Father, comfort them. Let your peace rest on them today, in Jesus' name, amen. Kate, come up and remember your dad.
My dad was undoubtedly something of an enigma, yet one that I had 49 blessed years to unravel. My very earliest memory dates back to our years in Manchester in the early 70s. He was trying to engage me in making a papier-mâché vase for Mothering Sunday. I was less than four years old. My memory is one of watching my dad in the garage, slapping strips of soggy newspaper around some sort of receptacle. I don't think I was even allowed to touch it. Looking back, for someone who was essentially a very practical man, it seems vaguely crazy. I mean, how good would a papier-mâché vase be as soon as you added flour, uh, water for the flowers? The phrase chocolate teapot springs to mind. And yet, if we think about what it was he was attempting to do, the practical application of a vase was not the purpose of the activity at all. My dad was doing his best to help me to make something for mum as a token of my, or rather his, love for her. It was his practical way of expressing love that he continued to demonstrate throughout our lives. And it is set an example that we found ourselves following without even realizing we were doing it. Dad involved himself in our community wherever we lived. He was a youth leader, alongside mum, of a church in Manchester. He ran a Sunday school in Oman. He painted faces, alongside mum, at a school fair because I had kindly volunteered them. He coached my secondary school volleyball team, and he has achieved star parent points in managing to embarrass me by turning up in flared tracksuit trousers. <laughs> Dad was an enabler, by which I mean he helped things happen by doing some of those crucial background tasks that are rarely noticed. He designed stage sets operated light and sound desks, and even directed countless plays for amateur productions out in Oman. Generally shunning the limelight, we do have video evidence of Dad treading the boards in a review show where he was a bearded lumberjack, think Monty Python, and a dancing pipe fitter based on Pan's people. All my life, Dad was involved with the church. He trained to be a lay reader out in Qatar and would lead services either in a school hall or in private homes out there. Here in Bath, he was on the pastoral circuit for a number of years, and he and mum were very involved here at St Andrews, not just in the rebuilding, but also in the community where they provided nourishment and a listening ear to Fox Hill Focus. And dad also helped support mum in setting up TLC. He flipped burgers, stacked dishwashers, talked to people, and helped wherever he could. Dad knew he could be a grumpy old man sometimes, and he embraced this persona in a self-depreciating way. He proudly donned a bar humbug jumper at Christmas, and his Facebook avatar was Oscar the Grouch. And he was an intensely private person, which is why it was a no-brainer for me and Russ to ensure he got to spend his last weeks quietly and peacefully at home. I know it could be difficult to get close to my dad, but he had no need for close friends so long as he had mum. When she died, he didn't just lose his wife, he lost so much more. I know I will remember him in lots of little ways, 
A couple of weeks ago, for example, while walking our dog, I noticed a clump of snowdrops, which reminded me of the poem about snow and Winnie the Pooh, which in turn reminded me of his nickname for me as a child, Tiddly Pom. I heard someone on Pause for Thought talking about fatherhood in terms of both his late father and God the father. He said that God provides the prime example of nurture and protection for his children. Dad certainly followed that learning. And while none of us are perfect, with God's grace and with both God's and Dad's footsteps to place my feet in, I trust that I will continue to feel the echoes of that nurture and protection and pass it on. I hope we do him proud. Let's stand together. Let's sing the second hymn, The Lord's My Shepherd. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. Leads me by the still, still water. His goodness restores my soul. And I will trust in you. Trust trust in you. will lead 
I've asked Joe to come and read some tributes to Rick from St. Andrew's folk. Thank you. Oh, when I put this dress on this morning, I thought of Rick because he was always about flowers and plants. <laughs> so this is my tribute, I guess. Uh, when I was asked to um, say something from St. Andrew's, there were lots of things that came into mind, but um, I hope I've done enough here for you to really get a flavour of what Rick was to us. Rick was a long-serving member of this church and very involved with the preaching and the prayer life here, and also in other churches in this parish, Moncton and Southstoke, and as well as small groups. I remember being in a home group at Margaret and Alan Gilmore's where Rick would share his understanding of scripture. It was all very relaxed, and he made it interesting and relevant. Faithful One, which we, I notice you'll be singing later, was one of Rick's favorite songs, and the words really speaking of his dependence on God and his belief that God was always there for us. He would sing it out with such gusto and I will always think of him when we sing it. I really can't speak about Rick without mentioning Anne, his lovely wife, as they were such a committed couple, Christian couple, who did so much together helping the families. Rick carried on these kindnesses, and many here will probably be able to testify to those and maybe share them later as we have coffee, but there's many we will probably not know about, but God knows, and that's what matters. Rick, like us, loved the family feel and the open welcome that is St. Andrew's Community Church, and when this building was being planned and built, he was adamant that it was not just called St. Andrew's, but renamed St. Andrew's Community church, a church that reached out to and is available to Fox Hill residents. And one of those outreach activities was, as Kate mentioned, Fox Hill Focus each Wednesday. And Rick was a strong supporter of Fox Hill Focus, where the folk come for a meal and friendship. And he would spend time chatting and listening to those who visited. As the name suggests, he felt the focus was on Fox Hill and those who lived there. Rick would spend time sitting, listening, and talking to anyone who came, making sure they felt valued. Rick lived out his faith, showing love, generosity, and practical help. And in the past, he enjoyed doing the jigsaw puzzles at Focus, and he would encourage others to join in. This simple activity would break the ice and open people up to share their problems. In his quiet way, he would encourage whoever he was speaking with. Some of the church went round to Rick just before Christmas to sing some carols. 
and he was so delighted and he joined in. Rick, no doubt, was different things to each of us. But we at St. Andrew's Community Church will always remember him as a backbone of this place and will miss him and his servant heart. And here are a few thoughts from those who knew Rick. Rick was always happy to share his gardening knowledge and would give away plants. Rick was a generous and a prayerful man, a knowledgeable teacher, a humble and gentle man, passionate for God, inclusive of everyone, a pastoral heart supporting those outside of church. The word harvest speaks to me of Rick, a man who harvested fruit and veg, but also desired to harvest souls for Jesus. We thank God for Rick and the privilege of knowing him. And I now finish with this scripture for Rick, 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. God bless you, Rick. Thank you, Joe. Peter. Thank you. Uh, so our reading today is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, I'm going to start reading from verse 13 um, to the end. So that's 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13 to 18. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. With that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Amen. take this off so you can at least hear something. Um, apologies, I'm kind of looking forward to getting home at the end of next week, so I'm having to be very careful because uh, Jacinda won't let anyone into the country if they have COVID. So, um, so for my um, kind of memory of that, I wanted to share some of the character traits that I'm going to remember and hold dear, as um, I'm sure many of you will, and actually from what Joe said, there's a lot of overlap. Um, but before I get into mine, um, I want to let the grandkids have the first word. Now, for context, um, what you're going to see here is a little video that was shot uh, five years ago. We gathered as a, um, a family Christmas, um, and 
uh, we did Secret Santas, um, and uh, one of the kids um, picked out Grandpa um, and prepared a pack of cards, so 52 pack, um, and on the back of each card was a little note about what they uh, thought about Grandpa and what they remembered. So we'll just hear uh, some of that now. Inside. <laughs> the master of the black bun. Oh, yes. Not any longer a uh, super squash player, amazing ap apricot grower. This could take a look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I like the Grandpas are dead, dead with a little, little frosting. frosting. Um, <laughs> our mandolin man, that's a long yeah. joke. Time ago, our banjo man. Yeah. Worldwide man. Our grand, my grandpa's one in a million. Oh, that's nice. A grandpa is a dad with no rules. <laughs> <laughs> grandpa young at heart like me. Yeah. Great dads get promoted to grandpas. Yeah. That's a, a nice guy, man. Grandpas have ears that truly listen. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh that's that lovely. Sweet. Oh, Grandpa, aren't you lovely? God made me special. Grandpa spreads the word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. Our red wine. Oh. <laughs> Great table tennis coach, musical director, best green bean grower. Thank you. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Leader of the pack, hardly. <laughs> the man who makes things fun. Oh, that's nice. I don't know how to, uh, to our coffee drinker. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how Santa got to know all about this. And I love it, stalkerish. It's the time and love are surely the basic ingredients. Truly Merry Christmas. Oh, that's nice. These yes. wonderful things are the things we will remember through our lives. Oh, that's the lovely. best grandpa. <laughs> so as you can see, kind of plenty of um, love going on there. Um, uh, and, um, you know, for my part, can I've been uh, sorting through the house over the last few weeks, um, digging out old uh, photos and uh, cards. Um, uh, and it's brought back a lot of memories, but it's also provided some real context for kind of how dad lived. Um, and what it reinforced for me is kind of three real characteristics uh, that I'll remember dad by. Um, firstly, uh, dad was humble. Um, he was a very private person. He didn't seek the limelight. Uh, and he was actually quite happy with his own company, probably just as well these last two years. Um, but that didn't stop him actively helping people building communities, making a difference, um, particularly in all of those behind-the-scenes roles that he seemed to thrive in. So that could have been, um, as Kate said, a backstage director of amateur dramatic plays and musicals, um, for which I've found many programs and video recordings. Um, it could be his work with uh, Mum, kind of re-establishing the church here at St Andrews, both as the physical building, um, but also as a community. Um, but interesting enough, it's probably telling that I've learned more about the impact that these roles have had from other people than from him. It's not something that he uh, would shout about or share. It was just something that he got on with um, uh, and kind of made happen. 
Um, the second thing is that dad was courageous. Um, he was very much prepared to step outside of his comfort zone if it was the right thing for the family or the right thing for the church. Um, if that was, you know, moving the whole family abroad in the 70s, which, believe me, is not as easy then as it certainly is now or recently. Um, firstly to Holland and then to the Middle East, kind of a real um, culture shock. Um, and then kind of more tellingly, um, wholeheartedly participating in the outreach into this local community through Fox Hill Focus. Um, I know personally when they first got involved um, in St. Andrews, it was a side of them that I hadn't really seen before. Um, and in some respects, I was a little worried for them. I didn't know if they knew what they were getting themselves in for. Um, but they did. They knew what was required. Um, they stepped forward to help. Um, and it's lovely to see what a big difference it's made. Um, and, you know, also that, you know, this will kind of carry on. Um, and then finally, Dad was uh, devoted. Um, so he was devoted to the family, um, providing support when we needed it. Um, uh, he was, you know, prepared to make the tough choices for us, uh, even kind of having to move away from us for six months uh, to set up a new job halfway around the world. Um, uh, but also kind of getting on a plane um, uh, at a moment's notice, flying halfway around the world to support, you know, the girls in uh, shows or, or whatever. So, yeah, very much kind of devoted to family. Um, he was devoted to mum. Uh, kind of Kate's kind of highlighted that. But, um, you know, one of the things that I kind of found as I was going through the house that mum and dad kept everything. And when I mean everything, I mean every postcard we've ever received, um, every magazine that they've ever bought. Um, but uh, in amongst those, there's a whole lot of gold, like every card that they sent each other, um, uh, including the first Christmas card that he sent her um, after they got married. And just seeing the love inside of that was uh, wonderful. Um, and then finally, devoted to God. And I think, you know, uh, a lot of you here have been kind of witness to that. Um, what we saw as a family was just an outward reflection of what was going on inside. So that devotion um, kind of gave him trust um, that he was making a difference with mum. Uh, it gave him the strength um, of courage to make those hard decisions. Um, and it also gave him that peace um, through the trials of the last year and what he's been through. Um, uh, and so, you know, that humility, that courage, all born out of a devotion to God and family, um, has been a great example to family and friends, uh, and he's um, someone that I'm very proud to be able to call dad. <laughs>